understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to The Stranded Podcast. This is your girl, Jessica Hurley, and Stranded Family. I am sitting here at a beautiful co-working space with one of my favorite people on earth. And we were just talking about how the journey of entrepreneurship and business ownership is so freaking lonely, y'all. It's so lonely. It just takes a different beast. It takes a different level of vulnerability, um, a different level of effort, and it becomes completely personal. Your business and your personal life begin to overlap. And so I was talking with my dear friend about that, and the way we choose to support each other really empowers both of us and it really excites us to have someone on this journey together and so I really wanted to express to you guys with her how important having the right people in your corner is and how we really have to let go of competition and I think she's a perfect person to chat with about that so I'm so excited to have her so you guys welcome um, her second time around on the Stranded Podcast, Ingrid Harb. Hi Jess, <laughs> I have loved you know, I think it's, you know, it's important that mm -hmm. we support each other. Um, but I think it's it, what you said is it, it's true. It's as women, so many times we see each other as competition and, and we don't realize how important and stronger we can be if we just support each other. And what I've realized, you know, besides the fact that we both, you know, quit our jobs the same day or left our jobs the same day and became full-time entrepreneurs together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's been fun to see the journey that we we're in, but then it's also fun to like share you know right. the, the ups and downs of it because it's it's very hard. It's extremely hard. And so I want to backtrack a little bit because we met in January, I think, of 2019, mm -hmm. and I interviewed you because I saw your movement. I saw what you were doing. WAF is amazing. You were changing women's lives, and I was like, I have to talk to this girl, and she's gorgeous, and she's killing it. And so we met to have you on the podcast, and I remember we just had a, a super long conversation after that, and I said, this is somebody I want to be around. And you just your energy, your excitement, your enthusiasm about life and women and movements and just changing women and the trajectory that they're on and making sure women felt supported. And that, to me, is what makes your movement so genuine. But at the end of our conversation, we just joked about, like, you were like, I'm so ready to leave my corporate job. And I was like, oh, me too. And we just made this joke. We were like, six months from now, we're going to talk. And we're going to promise each other. We like promise each other like, okay, in six months, we're going to hold each other accountable and we'll look back. I mean, it was, it was a very aggressive goal. <laughs> goal? Like what I are mean, we doing? Six months. <laughs> a lot of people that's like very, not a lot. I mean, for us, it's like, like it was tomorrow. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Like we will get there in six months. Like some people are like, oh, I'll get there in, in 10 years, you know, right. five years. But I think that's important also to analyze like, how sometimes you you make up time or you you extend the deadline because you're not ready and we were ready mm -hmm. so if we say six months one month it didn't matter because we would we were going to make it happen we were gonna make it happen but remember at the end of the day we were like 
we would talk between then and we were both freaked out about it. Like we were like, oh yeah, like this is working, but I don't know. Like I'm not ready. Like I remember. And then we ended up calling each other. I called you. Well, I messaged you and said, I have to talk to you. And it was the day after I quit my job. And you were like, well, I have to talk to you. And I'm like, there's no way she could have anything more important to tell me than what I have to tell her. And literally I said, okay, you go first. And you said, I quit my job yesterday. I was like, oh my God, me too. (laughs) So we literally manifested this. And I remember that conversation that day. And we had this five minutes of extreme excitement. And then at the end of the conversation, we were like, are you scared? And we're like, yeah, yeah, I'm so scared. <laughs> so it was like the vision was clear, but sometimes the how is not. No. The how is and paralyzing. I think, I think we both, I wouldn't say we're lucky because mm-hmm. we've worked really hard. And I think that's the line of entrepreneurship. Like people want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't know what it takes. Like it's a lot of work. Like mm-hmm. you will have to work at the beginning. And of course, the end goal of every entrepreneur is to grow a business and then be able to grow another one, mm-hmm. right? Because we're never satisfied. Never. <laughs> but I think it's important that, you know, we help each other as well. And I, you know, I definitely, you know, Jessica and I have supported each other, have, you know, in, in the stranded phase, like when both of us quit our job, we were, li- I was terrified. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know what exactly I was going to do. And right. it's just, I feel like we still haven't figured it out, but we have. Like mm-hmm. we've we've built, you know, I I built my second business within like two months of working for myself. Like you don't realize how much of your energy you're putting it somewhere else, and the moment you're set free, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's how I felt. <laughs> that's the moment, or you're pushed out of your job, whatever the situation was. Like you will realize that the path becomes clearer if you just trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, so now I want to clarify because I hear you saying, so the second I got out of my job, my corporate role that had this, this high heavyweighted responsibility, I was able to put double the time into the business that I was already creating in the movement that you had been working on for years. People don't even know you were working on it five, six, seven years. But that sounds to me like let go of the job so that you can put the full time into this. But do you, someone will listen to that and that's what they will hear. Do you, is your advice that everyone, if they want to become an entrepreneur, that they should quit their job to free up time. No, 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 no. Um, And this happens at my conferences. I feel like I I need to write a a liability form and say, (laughs) if you feel empowered and you want to quit your job, we're not accountable for you. (laughs) Because this happens. We've had women quit their jobs after every single forum. And they get so excited. And they get so excited. But but the how and the what's next is, it's very blurry and it could be very blurry if you don't know exactly what you're doing. So I think for you and I, what happened is that we, in a way, knew what we were going to do next. Like, we knew what our platforms were. The only thing was how to make revenue from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I created a digital agency to help women with their branding, and then you're now helping women launch their podcast. And I think that is the next steps that we needed, and we got that, you know, we, we got centered, you know, in that time that we weren't working for someone else. But I think what what will happen is that don't think about quitting your job. Think about how you're going to grow your passion project. Mm. And the moment that you start thinking about the process and you start analyzing, like, how am I going to get there, right? How am I going to go from A to B? You will be pushed out of your job. Things are going to happen that you're going to say, okay, I feel ready. Now I feel I want to quit because now I know that 
worst case scenario, I will go back to corporate, right? And corporate isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, you can really grow. I have friends that are completely rock stars stars and successful in their corporate jobs, and they love that, you Mm -hmm. know? Entrepreneurship is different. And it's not for everybody. And it's not for everyone. That's so true. That's so true. I love what you said because the best advice I got was um, you'll know you're ready. Like, well, no, actually, this is this was kind of how it went because I thought I was ready six months before that. And the advice I got was because I was like, at this point, I can't scale. I had six or seven clients. I had a full time job. I had a and you and I both had very like intensive corporate roles. And I said, I can't make any more money. So obviously, the answer is to quit my job. And the advice I got was, if you cannot scale a business part time, you damn sure can't scale it full time. And so you need to figure out how to optimize it to its full potential before you leave. And I was like, what the what does that mean? Like, I'm doing it. I can't take on another single client. I'm, I'm filling seven people in my spare time in the afternoons. And then I realized I needed systems in place. I needed to optimize what they were, what my clients were doing so that I had more free time and I needed to charge more. And I needed to make sure that I built out the back end so that it all made sense. And so six months later, I was making a lot more money. And then, like you said, when you put that out there in the atmosphere and you really start treating your side hustle like a business, which is completely different, because I remember for a while I treated it like it was part-time income. I was like, I might as well have been waitressing. I was like, oh, here's here's my little part-time income on the side. When you start treating it like a business that is actually going to flourish, it's actually going to run, that you're actually setting up and systemizing and investing in because people want to make extra money, but they don't want to invest the money. That's what the the full-time job is for that's the dream funder the full-time job is a dream funder take your money invest it in your business build something that lasts and is everlasting over time but it's like once you once I did that it was like it it scaled so much and then you align things and then both of our corporate jobs literally damn near kicked us out like literally kicked us out and it was like we manifested the entire thing it was literally wrapped up and rolled out for us and then when it was time to leave I always say six months before I thought I was supposed to leave, but that was just me like throwing rocks like in the water. Like I was just like, Oh, I need to do this. April of this year. I knew like, it was like, I was showing up to work like this ain't it. Like my phone was blowing up and I've heard so many entrepreneurs say that they knew that it was time to leave when they were at their full-time job and their phone was like blowing up off the hook for like endless business. And you're like, okay, at this point my job's costing me money. Yeah. And I think so, so many of us are, Afraid, like I was afraid, and and you're gonna relate how your first client as an entrepreneur, it's really hard to charge because your brain is just wired in a different way that you're not used to that, or mm-hmm. you may. But for me, it was personally very hard to charge my first client. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, my first client, I started working with that person while I was. Um, you know, the moment that I left the corporate job Mm -hmm. and she was the one that asked me the question, you know, have you thought about creating another agency? Because I feel like the service doesn't really match your forum. Mm -hmm. And that is the moment. That is the one question that I needed to call my accountant (laughs) and just do the right steps to, I already had a team of creative people. You know, I'd worked over five years with, with a web developer that I truly trust and has done an amazing job that has made my company without SEO global. Mm. You know, I get people every single day signed up from all over the world, like Russia, China, um, you know, Middle Eastern countries, South America. It's insane, but it's all good branding. So I thought, what can I do 
to help other women launch their businesses. And I thought, I already know it's good branding. Right. So it's, it's really a full circle what I'm doing. And I feel like all of us as, as entrepreneurs, we just need to find that full circle. Uh, but, but we need to see it and just trust it and just know that's going to happen. I love what you said about trusting the process because I, I'm literally thinking about what you're saying. And I'm like, most people will not move forward and will get hung up on the idea of like, well, I don't really know what I want to do yet. I don't really know what my service should be. I do. I like a lot of things like, but the thing is, is both of us moved forward. Be, we were not clear. We were very unclear. Like you just said, your first client was what asked you the question that made you really optimize and identify your business after you left your corporate job. Yeah. I, two clients in. No, I had, well, I had, I served 20 clients before I even quit my job. But after that. You were ready. Yeah, I was ready. And I had two clients after that. And those two clients really helped me clarify after I quit my corporate job, that, mm, I'm not really sure this is what I want to do. And then I went to a conference and had a mentor and they both asked me the same question. And I realized after that very clearly what I wanted to do. Listen to the signs. But like it, people don't see the signs. And it, and it took action though. It yeah. took both of us leaping, yeah. trying something, not sure. Neither and one of us Not knowing where the money was going to come from, exactly. to be honest. I mean, we, we did. Yeah. But it was like... But we knew we had skills that could make us money. We could exchange value we and knew. make money. Yes. Absolutely. But it, but the actual starting to get clients and like billing them for every month and getting recurring clients, like yep. it, you, you don't know where that client is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what stops people that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, wait, I'm not going to get it. But you know what? You just... You got to be... Okay. Like if you're an entrepreneur, like that is when you know you want to be an entrepreneur, when you're not afraid to not know. Right. Right, looking, staring it up and down in the face and say, I'll, I'll, I'll just get creative. I'll figure out a way. And it's not being money hungry. No. It's not being working out of no. disparity. But it's, no. it's just finding a way to exchange value is the best way I ever heard it. Is that you have a skill, you have a service to offer. How do I constantly exchange value in creative ways that can truly help other people move the needle forward in their own businesses? And I think people get so hung up on the end goal. Well, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily want my... I'm a photographer. I don't necessarily know that I want my business to be photography later on. You know, I, I don't necessarily know that I want my business to be uh, a marketing agency later on. Yeah. Let, let go and just let it happen. Let it flow. And then maybe three years later, maybe you sell that business. Maybe you give it off to someone else and then you start something new. But at least it's to me, it's just like dating. It's just I, like dating. I think the first thing you need to know when you're going to do or start a business is what is your passion mm. and what makes you the happiest. Because the moment that you understand what you can do all day, 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, without feeling like you work, no, that's reality. (laughs) No way. (laughs) And weekends. (laughs) Let me let me break it down for you (laughs) of how many hours you're actually gonna work. Oh my god, (laughs) sun up to sundown, and then some. Yeah, (laughs) and more. You know, but but it's that moment that you know you have you feel aligned and you find that passion that's when things unfold and you say okay well I want to work with more women to help launch their dream Mm -hmm. and that's how I know I'm happy doing both things because sometimes we just the problem is that we don't know how to monetize from our passion Mm -hmm. but it's the moment that you like you said you structure it you have processes you either outsource or you find a team that is very good at other things that you're not, that's the moment you're going to scale. I love that you said find a team because so many people will try to do everything and you're not good at everything. I tell my listeners all the time, your girl is not 
good at like structure and organization and back end stuff. So I need someone to constantly keep me organized. And that's why I'm bringing on a project manager currently. But it's like, I can sell the shit out of my services. I can explain to you exactly why you need to do what you need to do. I can teach you storytelling. I can teach you how to optimize your personal brand. I can teach you how to, your messaging on your podcast. But some of that the organization that's required in the structure of my business to work with clients. It's like client management. It's just a little bit out of my scope. So I need someone that can do that. doesn't necessarily mean you need to know how to do all of those things to run a successful business. Like they always, what's the meme that always says, you know, I didn't go to Harvard, but I, I want to hire someone that did like, that's the goal, right? (laughs) Exactly. I will never forget one of my professors. And I can't remember if, if I'm making this up now, like it was my story or someone else's story. Um, I'm pretty sure it was mine, <laughs> but they told me A students um, are those that are going to teach and are going to go on to be professors, and C students, not even B, are the ones that are going to build and run companies. Oh, I love it. There was some study that was done. Oh, I wish I could find it so I could share it with everybody, but it was... It, ma- it made me feel better about my C. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I, I was an school. A student. Were you really? No. I was going to say, you seem like an overachiever. <laughs> no, but that's funny because my fiance is like, he failed miserably. Like he had to go to summer school to get his um, high school degree. But like he kills it in entrepreneurship every day. He's been an entrepreneur for 10 years. And I swear it's just because he doesn't like, he's not scared. He doesn't think twice about trying something and failing. And he's like, cool, didn't work. Moving on. Like, no some, fear. I was, uh, something that I, I did, you know, kind of analyze where when I started my creative agency is that when I was younger, I wasn't the artistic girl that you know you know I feel like when you're younger you 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 were born with talents that people that are very obvious and people see them and so if you're good at singing or you're good at sports like people will focus on that and then make you do it for the entire entire your life yeah Yeah. so for me I wasn't artistic so growing up I never saw myself as someone that was artistic whatsoever and now I own a creative agency that is completely based on being artistic and creative. Right. And I think what people don't realize is that sometimes those talents can be manifested in different ways. And they can be creating art through your corporate job or creating art through consulting, creating art through conversations, creating art through podcasts. Like there are so many ways for you to express yourself. But don't but you have to go back in your own life and analyze who told you that you weren't good at something. Why did that person told you? And then unlearn that because you may be holding back to something that they taught you to believe that you weren't good at. And you may be a really good, like, you may be really good at that now. Right. And then there's, it's, that's all about considering that you don't have to be the artist. You don't have to be the person on stage. I've, I've said this before. Some of the best music producers are people that are also musicians. They're not the best but they are the best producers. Your Dr. Dre's, your Pharrell's, like they make great music, but they're even better music producers. You can be a producer in a season. You can bring that light to other people because I can 1000% bet on you, bet on this right now. There are better podcasters than me, period. I'm not the best podcaster out there, but I can help someone else become the best podcaster out there because I know exactly what to do and I can help you do it over and over and over again. And I feel like the same runs for you. You have built successful brands doesn't necessarily mean that you have the best brand not that you you have a great brand but it doesn't mean that you have the best it's not you stepping out saying you have the best it's saying that you enjoyed the process for your own and you can help other people highlight their their purpose their mission their success and make it attractive to other people as the viewer and the producer and I think that's what's so cool about having an agency and doing what we do is that we don't have to be 
the successful artist in this season. We can help other people be the successful artist. And I think your stories, I love that. And it's so true. But I also think that you and I have been grinding for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that we just started or Mm -mm. something or an experience that just happened yesterday. Like, it, you, you put, it, I mean, think, and I, I want the listeners to think of their life now and think about what are the things that, I know I said this already, but it's just so important, like you're passionate about. Now, think about the things that are you're very good at. Those things can be monetized. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I'm, I can have the monetization conversation all day. Like, <laughs> you can create income almost off of anything nowadays. And so it's just learning I think not so much about how skilled you are in it, but how passionate you are in it and how you can help other people that are passionate about it. And how well you can communicate it. Yes. Because I didn't realize my first job out of college while still growing this movement was in consulting. Mm-hmm. And I had the two hardest jobs. I worked at Boeing and at Cargill. And it was the hardest. I had a very strict boss. And I always think back and reflect on that experience of my life. And now I practice that in my job now. You know, I, I consult for these entrepreneurs. And I think a lot of us don't realize that we will gain skills throughout many experiences that we have, whatever job you have. Look at it like maybe you're not ready and look at your jobs as skills that you're going to gain for free without having to pay for education. Oh, you're being paid to educate. Yes. In a job. Absolutely. Exactly. And then you will be able to apply that. So I think both of us, you know, you and I, in our last jobs, we learned the exact skill that we needed to be able to say, I'm ready. Oh, I know for a fact the last role I was in pushed me over the limits, pushed me to the point where I had to really stretch myself. And that was so necessary. I don't ever, ever regret that role. It taught me so much. And now, like, being outgoing and personable and charismatic, like, that was that was like a sharpened skill through that role. And so that helps me a lot in my business now. And so if you're in a, in a position right now where you feel like, man, I really, you know, I really want to be an entrepreneur. I really want to start my own business. It could be in anything in beauty, you know, hair care, um, consulting, coaching, you know, mental spirituality, all of the things, health coaching, fitness, like, and it's like, you might be in a place right now where the universe just wants you to learn this one more skill. It's going to be like imperative to the success of your business and so just eat up and soak that in that you're literally being paid to educate right now and don't push it I mean so many people are like oh I'm just gonna push it I'm just gonna not spend any money because I got that advice a lot when I was ready to make that leap I wouldn't say make a leap of faith because I'd been doing it for a while now Uh, but I had people call me and be like just quit and and you know make sure that you have enough saved and spend that or max out your credit card and all these crazy things. I'm just like, no, uh, no. I, no way. Like that will put you in a worse spot. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, I mean, I was actually today, I heard the story that Airbnb, they maxed out all of their credit cards and look at where they're now, the founder. So you never know, like you, if, if it's going to benefit your business, you know, and, but don't ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> but still have, you know, have a clear plan um, and, and just be patient. Right. Be patient because the, that moment will come. But if you push it, it may take longer. Oh, my God. Get ready because that's the whole entire journey of entrepreneurship. How many times now have you been like you have like this week where you're like grinding, 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 grinding. And then the next week, like nothing happens. And you're like, oh, shit. Did I make a mistake? Like you get really worried, and then the week after, start it's looking like, for jobs. No, no. <laughs> but then the week after.
bathroom is like boom, 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 boom. And you're like, oh, there's all my, there's everything. There's me reaping everything I sow. But a week ago, ooh, I was starting to sweat, you know. <laughs> and that's, but I feel like that's really it. Like every time I have a conversation with an entrepreneur that's been doing for this for a while, they'll be like, oh, that's, that's it. That's the roller coaster that's ride. Roller coaster. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So before we wrap up, um, I just want to see, we ended up talking about something completely different, but I, I do want to highlight this because you are a very like uh, integral into the support that I feel that I have. And I think it's few and far between because once we, once you jump on this journey and I, I try to say this in the nicest way possible, um, but it's so hard to, for people that are not where you are to understand and support you because you almost cut off all the advice the people that are not in similar situations because it's hard to accept. So having you in my corner has been just from everything. Sometimes it's calling and saying, like, you know, I'm trying to organize clients. My my CRM looks like shit. What are you using? You know, and we bounce off of each other. Sharing resources. We share resources a lot. We support each other. And I think that women right now, if we – if I randomly picked up the phone and called another woman that was doing something similar to what I was doing, and let me take it a step deeper, more honest. If, two years ago, if someone picked up the phone and called me, I'd be like, uh, who are you? And what do you want from me? You know, I think we just have this competitive nature. I don't know if this comes from men in relationships or what the hell or why we're like this, but I think a lot of women um, don't initially think to, to collaborate up front. I think we're competitive and um, selective and you know, defensive immediately. And I'm so glad that our relationship wasn't built off of that. It's been a very open situation. But I just want to talk, I just want you to speak to the fact of like how important it is as an entrepreneur to have friendships with people that understand you, that are where you are, and why that's different. Yes, I love that. And I, <laughs> and I appreciate it so much. I think, like likewise, I think you've, you've been a fresher, you know, a breath of fresh air and inspiration, someone that I can look at and say, okay, I'm not alone, mm -hmm. you know, because you will feel alone so many times. And, and it's true. Like you caught up, you cut out all of that nice. feedback and I mean, not, I wouldn't say feedback, but like advice because you, you know, they may not be in the arena with you. Mm -mm. And sometimes you just need people that are in it with you. Like they're doing the same thing. They're, they're in, in, you know, exposed, they're, they're, they're there in that position that you're in. And I love the word exposed that you use because that's what it is. It feels naked. You yes, feel naked. You do. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you do. Um, but, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why I started my movement was because of this. Like, I felt alone. And I felt like I was the only one that had, you know, this story of, like, not wanting my culture to take over my actions and not wanting, you know, what, how I grew up and and raise to think and, and the environment to take over me and, and then go back to that. I wanted to create my own future. And the only way that I could create my own path was if I had enough women around me to support me and enough women so that I wouldn't go back. And what happened is that the movement grew so much, but then I also started meeting women that were just, they were, it was, they would extend their hand to help me. And, Throughout this entire journey, I had a team of 15 women that were, they're still with me. Like, they will help me. They, they've been there without even the expectations of getting paid. Like, they've helped me with so much. And for me, that, like, knowing that I have people so loyal to me mm -hmm. just, like, makes me understand that 
you know, there are people in this world that are in so much need, and I don't know why I'm crying, but and it's very emotional to know that, you know, once you put yourself out there, there will be other women that are willing to help you. And once you know that, you need to be able to pave like pave it back, like pave it back or pay it back, pay it back mm-hmm. you know, and, and give back to other women. So just don't 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 be alone. Like don't go in a corner and think that you're gonna get bigger and company is gonna grow so much if you do it alone. Like it doesn't work like that. And that's why men entrepreneurs are so successful, is because they will help each other. And we're lacking that. We need to set up, like, honestly, women, if you're listening, like, reach out to other women that you know that they may not have the courage to call you, but need you. It's okay to clap for a stranger. It's yes. okay to clap for a stranger. Like, how many There's times? enough good in this world. There's there a, is there's enough, enough money. abundance. There's enough money to go there around. Is. <laughs> like, and exactly, there's no competition. And I think we're, like, women are naturally competitive because yes. we come from a line of, like, I wouldn't say disadvantages, but we <laughs> no. are, you know, we're behind, right? right? So it's kind of this this race that we have to run faster and, like, run alone because not a lot of us have made it or we still have a long way to go. And that may be why, you know, women try to, like, oh, if I made it, I had a very hard way. Like, they had a very hard path to get there. Right. So then it's, like, they, in a way, they kind of don't want to help anyone else, right? Because they think that you're going to take – their position but that doesn't work like that you know and anyways it's just exciting that you get to meet and and I think life puts certain people you know in your life yeah in your life and starting to not make sense because no it's okay no that makes sense but they put yeah you, you get some people in your life so that you learn from them and some people stay forever some people you know season. come in season yeah you will have a lot of those um and some people were there to teach you a lesson but others are there to support you through the journey. And I think that's what you and I are doing. And it's, it has been so important. And so, like, sometimes you're just, sometimes I know we call each other and I'm like, what the F is going on today? And you're like, what happened? And we start talking real. about it. We're, we're very real conversations and it's very necessary sometimes because, again, this journey is so lonely. But I'm listening to what we're saying and I'm thinking, I remember at a point in my life where my mindset had to completely shift for me to stop being so competitive and, and start being more supportive and open-minded to other women. I mean, I, I tell this story all the time. I remember when um, one of my friends that's on here all the time, Megan, who's now my helping me with project management for my company, she, my fiancé told me about her. He was like, I went to this meeting, and I saw this girl talk, and I think you guys would get along very well. Oh, oh, my immediate reaction? I was like, how do you know her? Why do you, why? Like, And then he shows me a picture of her, and he's like, you should follow her and reach out. And I'm like, Oh, she's pretty. Like, are you sure you didn't talk to her? Like, how do you know her? Like, I was super offensive and competitive. And I found out she had a podcast. And in that in that moment, poor mindset, I was like, we did the same thing. What do I need to talk to her for? Like, we both have a podcast. What do I need to talk to her for? And turns out I met her for coffee, felt forced. And she's one of my best friends and partners in business now. And so now I had I had to completely shift my mindset two years ago. And now I look at it and I'm like, Man, every woman I meet is a jewel. Like, every woman I meet, we have resources to exchange. And guess what? If we do the same thing, fantastic. You probably know stuff I don't know. I probably know stuff you don't know. Mm -hmm. And we're on the same journey together. There's more than enough money, authority, expertise to share and go around. And we can lend each other a hand. Oh, and we can collaborate. Imagine that. I don't know if 
they used to tell you this when you were younger, but when I was a little girl, I used to, you know, they used to tell me, like, don't share because people will copy you. Ooh. And don't, you know, like, make sure, like, you know, girls will, will, will try and, like, you know, be better than you. So, like, be careful who you share your secrets to. Mm. And, you, and I feel like that's something a lot of us are kind of brought up with, believing yeah. that, you know, you, you don't share. Guess what? You don't share. You don't go anywhere. <laughs> don't you, do that. <laughs> that's great. Me. <laughs> My experiences. I had to share. To start what I started. Mm -hmm. And I had to share to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? When you share, you have other people that say, oh, I know this person. Oh, I can introduce you to this other person. And then you create this entire movement just by sharing. So don't let that myth or whatever it is haunt you. It's not true. The moment you share, you will actually get more. Mm. Mm. Listen. I hope, <laughs> we set out with the goal today to talk about like women and um, kind of really opening your arms to these friendships and instead of being competitive to be collaborative and how powerful us being friends and open-minded towards each other and supporting each other on this journey has been. But um, I think we talked a lot about entrepreneurship and I'm okay with that. I think it was insightful for people and I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on here and had a had an open and honest and vulnerable chat. So you are the bomb.com. You know I feel that way about you all the time. Um, I just can't thank you enough for sharing yourself today. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.